This episode is brought to you by Hostfully. Using Hostfully, you can create a free digital guidebook for your listing so that you can save time creating a professional experience for every guest that comes and visits your spot. Learn more at hostfully.com. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. What's up, everybody? This is episode number 302 of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today, I have a special guest who've created an amazing experience. It's an Airbnb. It's not an actual experience, but it is really an experience. And that's why I'm sure he's going to kill it with this particular unit. It's, it's called the Lost House, and it's an A-frame. I never knew that an A-frame was a house, but uh, I do now. So without further ado, Joshua Hittinger, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Jasper. So happy to be here. Uh, really glad that, that we get to connect this way. I've uh, been excited to talk to you for a while now, so... Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited uh, to chat to you as well. I found your listing on Instagram, actually. You know, Joshua has created a whole story on this Instagram with his unit. You can see exactly how he's built this unit up and how he refurbished it. And well, let me, I'll let you tell the story because I, I think it's really cool, not just what you've done, but also how you've uh, documented everything. And I think it can be very inspiring to uh, all the viewers. So, Joshua, can you, can you tell us, like, what's the story behind this A-frame lost house? Yeah, of course, Jasper. So, uh, my wife and I were living in St. Louis at the beginning of last year, and we got news that we would be relocating to Arkansas. And both my wife and I are from the West Coast, so we're from Washington State originally. And so, we had zero idea what was it actually in Arkansas. So once I actually started kind of researching the area, I found out that uh, Airbnb was a little behind here, but it was definitely something that was growing and had a lot of potential. So before we moved, I did a bunch of research in the area and I kind of found, you know, a little community within Northwest Arkansas that had the best potential for Airbnb. Um, I noticed some of the current Airbnbs that were there uh, were performing really well during summer and they're having a bit of a slower uh, kind of winter season like most places and I figured that would be a, a good opportunity to kind of get started so we looked into kind of what they had to offer in the area and I knew that as Airbnb changes over time um, it's very important to be you know unique so we can't just offer the same thing everybody else is already offering so we were able to find an A-frame cabin like you were saying so an A-frame cabin is just kind of a unique looking structure so it's in the shape of an a obviously with a very high uh peaked roof and uh loft area and so we found out that it was available had been on the market for about eight months and so we were able to offer a, a really great price we actually picked it up for about 140 so we'd have plenty of room for um cash flow and then we kind of just started the renovations the second we moved in uh, we moved in about one year and two months ago and then we put it up on Airbnb about two months ago. Um, and it's just taken off since then. Yeah, I can tell. I was reading some of your reviews and they're pretty amazing. People really seem to love it. 
Yeah, thank you. We got, I mean, people have been really receptive. I think, I think one of the keys was really starting the Instagram like we had talked about before. So basically right after we moved in, we shot up the Instagram just knowing in the future that we would be turning it into an Airbnb or vacation rental. And we figured if we got, you know, enough people to start following us, that it would build up some excitement and potentially, you know, get our followers to transfer into guests, which has actually worked really well. About half our guests are actually conversions from Instagram. And so it continues to drive guests to the Airbnb app and to our listing, which I think has helped, you know, rank us up very quickly. So pretty, pretty quickly, we're already on the front page, first page of Airbnb. For most areas within Northwest Arkansas. So for instance, if you Airbnb Beaver Lake, Arkansas, you'll see we're usually the top, you know, one to six almost every single time, which is amazing given the fact that we only have seven reviews so far. And so we're just trying to keep that momentum going by being very active on the Instagram, establishing those relationships, and just kind of offering something different from everybody else in the area. It looks like you've got plenty of bookings coming up as well, have you? Yeah, we are, we are swamped, actually. I, was, I kind of went into it expecting we would be around the 25-30% occupancy rate during the slow season, but we're in about the 85-90% to 90% range. And so we are booked all the way until December. We have two weekends left in December. Um, and then other than that, we have no availability through 2019, which is actually just incredible. Yeah, because it's the low season right now. Yeah, the occupancy rates in the area are around like, I think 12 to 15%. I'm not sure how, how spot on those analytics are on Airbnb. But I mean, even if you just look at other listings in the area, they're around that 10 to 15% range. So I think that really kind of lends a hand to, to show that it really does matter about the experience that you're providing for your guests. And those relationships that you're establishing early on, I think that really helps drive to actual bookings. Yeah. And, you know, we, me and uh, Eric have been emphasizing this over the last couple of months. We did some webinars and, and whatnot. But um, I really think that these days on Airbnb, to be successful, especially if you have no reputation yet when you're starting out, it's it's so important to, to provide something different than what everybody else is doing. So I think you're an incredible example of, of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, there's definitely kind of an influx of Airbnbs in the area. And although they're remodeling as well and they're, they're really beautiful places, I don't think they offer a unique enough place for people to want to book there in the off season, especially because their time's so valuable. You know, they might just have two or three days in a three-month time span to book. And so if you're offering them something where they can basically turn it into a memory, I think that that goes a long way. Absolutely. And, you know, I looked up your listing, of course, before we started speaking, and I noticed you're, you're in Arkansas, which is a state that I'm not that familiar with. But then I, I kind of zoomed in a little bit and, you know, played around with Google Maps. And then I saw there's a, there's a region code called um, Ozark Forest, correct? Yeah, yeah, the Ozark. So just like you, I had literally zero clue what was out here. I kind of assumed it was just farmland or something. But lo and behold, it's full of uh, uh, lakes and, and the Ozark Mountains. And it's actually an extremely beautiful area. So it brings in a lot of people who uh, ride mountain bikes and like to go hiking and all that kind of stuff. Right. Well, I just know it from the Netflix series that I watched a while ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's like an, that's probably an hour from us. So that, that might be something to add to the listing. Yeah, for sure. Because I'm sure there's more foreigners like myself who not really know much about, about the area, but they just randomly watch this on Netflix. And I mean, I'd be excited to actually stay at your place, not just because it looks incredible, but just because I saw this series. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good idea to, to kind of drive people to the area, especially if they're just as unaware as you and I are. They'll at least get some kind of glimpse into uh, what the area is like. Absolutely. So can you take us through the whole process of how you went through the process of buying and refurbishing? Um, you know, how long did it take? And are there any things that you would do different if you would have to do it again? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so when we first bought the place, uh, we took a trip out to Arkansas. And it's about a four or five hour drive from St. Louis, Missouri. And we looked at a few places with the realtor. The whole time my wife and I kind of had our, our minds set on the Airbnb or sorry, on the uh, A-frame. And so we looked at the other places kind of just to um, entertain our offers. But ultimately, we ended up putting an offer in on this place. And it was our first home. So we took advantage of, I'm not sure if you know what an FHA loan is or not. You essentially can buy your first home for between 3.5 to 5% down. And so since it was our first home, you know, we didn't have 20% saved and ready to go. We didn't have 20, 30 grand sitting around. And so we were actually able to get into the house for about five or six grand down, um, which is extremely low when you're actually purchasing a home. So it took about 30 days to close. And then we were in the next day. And kind of like I said earlier, we basically got to work on the renovations immediately. And throughout the year, we kind of went room by room. And so since we're on uh, my income alone, my wife goes to the university here. It took the whole year just because we were trying to do it with no debt, essentially. So we did the bedroom first, moved to the bathroom, kind of continued through the whole house and then worked on the exterior as well. And like you were saying, we documented the whole thing. And that's when we really started to build that following. And we kind of continue to do so thanks to those early on renovations. One thing I would probably do differently during the renovation time period, I wouldn't mind taking on a little bit of debt just to get the renovations done quicker, especially because we only had to put around, I would say, 17 to 20,000 to do pretty much the whole renovation. Uh, reason being is I basically taught myself to do pretty much everything from hardwood flooring to tiling to all that kind of stuff. Um, so that sweat, sweat equity really paid off in the long run. But I think if you were trying to cash flow quicker, you know, it wouldn't hurt to take on just a small amount of debt in the short term. And so, I mean, overall, I'm extremely satisfied. I think, I think the timing worked out really well. Um, we were able to move out of the place and get people in within a, within a couple weeks. And so one of the key things that I did was actually put the Airbnb listing up about a month and a half before we even started accepting guests. And I wasn't sure how well that would work because, I mean, technically the renovations weren't even finished yet, but we still had plenty of photos and everything on the Instagram that people could go to and see, yeah, they've been doing this work for the last year and to kind of get them excited about the potential of staying in the finished product. And immediately within the first day, we had about three bookings, which was, which was wild to me. I expected to have zero until we were completely finished. And so from there, it just kind of kept building momentum. I would add photos as the different things got done. And each time I'd add photos, it felt like we would get more people actually going to our, our listing page and visiting the uh, Lost House uh, Instagram account and sending us messages. And yeah, it's just been ramping up so fast. 
That's awesome. And I've noticed that not only is this a unique building because it's an A-frame, but also the inside seems to be very well designed. I really like the interior design. Like, Can you tell us a little bit about how you did that? Yeah, of course. So if anybody goes and checks out the actual listing or the Instagram, you'll see that there's a little bit different theme essentially for each room. And that's because I, I don't think that we felt the need to have to stick to a specific style. So I don't think we had to be like, oh, we have to be modern or we have to be boho or anything like that. Instead, we kind of just thought, hey, if we like it, let's do it. Um, so like the banana leaf wallpaper, for instance, it's an accent wall that we have kind of right off the living room there. That's kind of more inspired by the fact that my wife and I really like Puerto Rico, for instance. So we were like, hey, that would be cool to have something that not only brought the outside in, but also kind of reminded us of a place that we really like to travel to. And then in the kitchen, we really like uh, wood countertops and we really like funky looking tile and things like that. So we said, let's just do it. Let's figure it out and let's put the work in and just, just see how it turns out. And I think doing that for each room kind of almost accidentally created a really unique approach that people have been really receptive to. And so are you still updating your Instagram quite often with new photos and new stories? Yes. So I pretty much try to post at least a couple of stories every day just to keep that engagement level high. Especially nowadays, you know, people's attention spans are so short. So you want to stay front of mind, I think, as often as possible. And so whenever we go out there, I, we do our turnovers ourselves right now, at least. And so I try to take just a bunch of pictures as we're going. That way I have some stuff stockpiled. So through the week, I can post, you know, new different features of the house that people may not have seen yet. And you might have seen, I also added um, a house tour to the Instagram app as well. That way, when people are on Airbnb and they're looking at the listing and they're still unsure or they have questions about the layout of the house, they can simply hop, hop on the uh, Instagram app and they can go through an entire house tour themselves. So I think that's actually helped a ton and eliminated a ton of questions people might have. And when you have guests staying, do you also ask them to follow you on Instagram so you can keep it, kind of keep on their radar? So yeah, that's a good question. So whenever guests reach out, about half the time they say, hey, I found your place on Instagram. You know, we'd love the book, et cetera. Those who don't though, after we've spoken and they've decided to book, I say, hey, you know, we'd love if you kind of followed along and maybe even added to our journey there on the Instagram app. So if they're able to tag the lost house or use the hashtag that we have and that we actually put in the Airbnb, that really helps us. And I think, I think it's kind of exciting for them because they get to be a part of the experience. So they're not just staying in the house. They're kind of living that whole experience with us, if that makes sense. If you're a vacation rental host and you're managing multiple properties, you probably have a ton of messages flying back and forth for inquiries, coordinating bookings, and even during the stay. And that can be a real headache to manage. With HostFleet's property management software, geared towards hosts with 10 properties and up, you can use a unified inbox to simplify communications and make sure that you're working across all your channels, including Airbnb. Please take a minute to learn more about this by checking out HostFleet.com. That's awesome, man. So people, when they're staying at your place, they, they go on Instagram, they do a story, and it, then they tag you so that their following can, can also see your place. Yeah, exactly. And you can kind of tell when that, when that actually works out because we'll randomly get likes and follows here and there. But you know when someone has posted a story with, with your um, name tagged in it because you'll just get an influx of likes and follows really quickly. 
And I think if we can somehow build off of that, that will help us in the long term just because uh, each time somebody does that, it really helps us reach a new crowd organically, essentially. So we don't plan on basically purchasing followers or anything like that because in the long run, that doesn't actually help you. In the short run, it may help to show, hey, look, this, this place has you know, thousands of followers. They must be something special. But if those aren't real people that are you know, regional enough to want to come and stay with us, then I don't think that helps us out that much. But to your point, as long as they're posting you know, exciting stories or even just Instagram posts themselves and letting friends know about our place, I think that's helping convert those friends into potential guests as well. And so that's kind of an exciting feature of Instagram. And that's how I found you actually, because you tagged me on an Instagram post. Yeah, exactly. I think that, yeah, that works out sometimes. If you pester somebody enough, they'll finally give in, right? <laughs> yeah, it was funny because <laughs> um, you posted a really a cool testimonial about, I, think, I guess you read my book before, before you started um, getting into this. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, every time somebody asks about Airbnb, I'm like, oh, you guys have to read Get Paid for Your Pad. I'm like, I read this a couple of years ago and it was life-changing for me personally because I've been thinking about how I can potentially get into real estate, not knowing I'd actually be getting into hospitality. And then I read your book and realized, wow, there's, there's really something there. So I kind of wanted to let people know, hey, it's possible for everybody. It really doesn't matter your starting point. You don't have to have a massive amount of capital or a huge understanding of even Airbnb itself. I think, like you said, your book just lays everything out so perfectly to make it so it's easily digestible by any reader and anybody can really get started here. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what inspired me to write a book as well. Just the fact that Airbnb can empower individuals to, to completely actually change their lives. I mean, like you said, you can do Airbnb in so many different ways. So that's exactly what got me excited about Airbnb back in 2012 as well. But yeah, man, that's really smart. The, the way you do everything with Instagram. I think that's really inspiring. I also think that it's going to become more important in the future. We already talked about how the competition is increasing and you can't just mm -hmm. like put any, any random space on Airbnb anymore and expect to be doing well. But I think the same is true also for the way that you promote your listing. You know, when I started out, it was all about just understanding the search algorithm because so many other people just didn't understand it. So if you had an understanding of like, what do you need to do in order to rise you know, through the, through the rankings and the search results, then that was enough, right? But I think now in the, and definitely in the future, it's going to be more and more important to go beyond the Airbnb website and find other ways to promote your listing as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's how I feel. I feel like potentially even a couple of years ago when I was reading your book, I noticed that there was a little less barrier to entry at that time. I mean, there still really isn't now, but I think you had to do a little bit less due diligence than you do now. And so now you're almost having to, you know, reach out in a bunch of areas or perform well in a bunch of areas, not just the search algorithm or not just having, you know, a place with a nice bed and a nice kitchen. Um, it's more than that. And it's going to continue to get that way as people realize the massive potential that's out there with Airbnb. Absolutely. So everybody go and check out The Lost House on Instagram and house is spelled H-A-U-S, which is, that's the German word for house, isn't it? Yep, exactly. Do you have any uh, connection with Germany or? So Hittinger, my last name, so we're German. I believe my great grandparents are from Germany, but the real inspiration of using 
the uh, house HAUS was the first A-frame house that we really were really into was called literally just the A-frame house and they're an Airbnb as well. So that was the original inspiration a few years back. So we kind of borrowed from that and kind of put it into our own name. Awesome, man. That's great. So go check out The Lost House on Instagram, but also on Airbnb. If you Google The Lost House, I I just did it before we started recording, uh, it'll actually pop up. The Airbnb listing will pop up. So uh, along with a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, so I asked you before, like, I think you did it. Obviously, you did an incredible job. These days, when I look at a listing, my mind automatically goes to, you know, what can be improved? Uh, and so I asked you before if you were open to some feedback and, uh, and you said, yes. Yeah. So do you want to go ahead and uh, hear what I have to say about your yeah, listing? Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. So I'd, I'd say the first thing, I actually didn't realize that your, your home was in such, a, in such a kind of remote area with all the lakes and stuff um, uh-huh. because it's, it doesn't really show in the photos. I did notice there's, I think there's one photo where you can see the lake if you kind of look carefully through the trees. But that's uh, photo number 37. And it's kind of like there's a lot of trees in, in front. So when I went on Google Maps, I kind of had a revelation where I was like, oh, this place is like surrounded by like forests and lakes, which in my, you know, for me made it a lot more attractive. But that didn't become clear when I first looked at your listing. Yeah, no, I hear you. That's, that's an excellent call out. Yeah, I was just looking through the listing as well, and I think I know the photo you're talking about. So it just barely shows it through there. So like for you personally, would you would you post potentially a photo of, you know, the entire lake, maybe from like a drone shot from higher up above the house to show, hey, this is kind of where we're at and this is what we're surrounded by? Absolutely. I think one of the experiences that people can have when they're staying in your A-frame is, you know, people want to go walk around the lake and watch the sunset and, and, you know, it's beautiful, right? Yeah. And so that, I would say that's one of the highlights of your, um, the experience that you're offering. Yeah. I think that's an awesome call out, especially because the people who are staying who live within a couple hours, yeah, they might understand it, but kind of like we spoke about earlier, there's probably a far less likely understanding um, of the area itself. So I think if we add that in there and really show, hey, this is what you could be doing potentially if you're staying out here would be a great, great idea. So let me ask you this. What are your guests actually doing when they're staying at your place? I think you had about 10 groups stay so far. Yeah, yeah. So we have our 11th group in there right now. A lot of them will come. They'll stay for a day and just stay out of the cabin, sit by the fire kind of listen to music, drink coffee, beer, whatever they want. And then typically they'll drive to a place called Eureka Springs, which is about a 40 minute drive. And it's a historic little town kind of in the middle of the Ozarks. And so they'll go and kind of visit that town for for most of the day. And then they'll come and settle back at the cabin for the rest of the night. Awesome. So what I would do is I would visualize those experiences. So I would definitely Mm -hmm. put a photo of Eureka Springs and I would, I would put in there like, hey, it's only a 40-minute ride to Eureka Springs because apparently that's what people are, are really into. I, I, I don't know yeah. what it is really. But yeah, and then maybe uh, a picture of people sitting around a campfire. Yeah, that's a really good call. I was actually going to ask you about that because I was looking at some listings and saw like actual people in the listing photos. And I hadn't seen that that often before. So I was like, you know, potentially that could be a good idea to actually add people experiencing it rather than just saying, hey, you could be sitting here show people actually doing it. 
Yeah, for sure. I would totally do that. And um, I don't know, maybe one of one of the people that stay at your place, maybe they took some photos and put it on Instagram or something. Um, I don't know, but you might be able to ask them and say, hey, can I use your photo for my Airbnb? Yeah, yeah, that's an awesome idea. So that's, that's one thing because, um, I mean, I think the way you want to think about the photos is, uh, is you really want to think about like, what's the experience that you're, that you're offering? What's the experience that people can have when they stay at your place? And that's a lot more than just the space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because to your point, you're not just staying at the space the whole time. You're likely going to be venturing out and doing other things as well. So. Yeah, man. So I, I, think, uh, I think the other thing I would say is like you have 38 pictures. I think a number of them kind of show the same thing. So I think what yeah. I would do if I were you, I would just go through the pictures and really ask yourself the question like, does this picture add something? Does this picture add any value, any insights, or does it show something <laughs> that, that none of the other pictures show? So that's, yep. that's a good exercise to go through. And then lastly, I would say, you know the, how Airbnb displays a collage of the first five photos? Yes. So what I would do is I'd go through your photos and kind of pick the most attractive photo of each of the spaces, so each each of the bedrooms, et cetera. And then I would put those pictures in the first five. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea, especially like if somebody goes on there on the desktop version or even the app, they'll kind of see um, each of the spaces just almost in like one clip or one screenshot of, of the whole space. Exactly. So when, when people see the collage, they have a better overview of what the house looks like. Uh, but mm, yeah. also when people are scrolling through the photos in the in the search snippet or on the app, you just kind of want to show, grab their attention as quickly as possible, right? And yeah, and, and so you want to show the the especially the bedrooms are important because people people want to know where they sleep, right? That's that's a really yes. important aspect. And you have the, your bedrooms look great, you know. So picture number six, for example, it shows the that bedroom that looks very very attractive. I love how you've put those towels on there. It looks very welcoming. And I mean, that's a picture that I totally would put in the gallery. And maybe even uh, maybe even picture eight where you're displaying uh, the outside terrace with the with the fire pit. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because again, that's that's the experience that people are looking for, right? Uh, especially people coming from like bigger cities. You know, they just want to sit outside in nature and enjoy themselves. Just have be in the open space, etc. Enjoy the natural natural environment. So, I think that would be uh, an interesting. I mean, you have a a lot of great pictures, and so. You know, in your case, it's a little bit difficult to choose because there's so many good pictures. But, um, but yeah, I would ask yourself the question like, you know, what is the experience that people are looking for and how can I tell that story within the first five pictures? Yes, but that's, that's one thing I haven't really thought about is when people are actually scrolling through and looking at multiple listings and haven't clicked into it yet. I think, uh, just like you said, it'll be really important to kind of showcase the entire place and experience. That way they'll actually potentially click in instead of scroll right past and keep on moving. Exactly, exactly. One last thing I was going to mention, I looked at your reviews and they look amazing. Um, mm -hmm. What I would do if I were you, take some of the quotes from your reviews because yeah. they're so incredible and I would use those quotes as captions for some of the first photos or you could even add oh, it yeah. to a current caption because, I mean, just... You know, the, just uh, just looking at your last review, it says, our stay was great. It's even cuter than the pictures. My partner and I went down for Halloween. They set up Halloween decoration, left some seasonal treats. Absolutely would visit again. The other reviews are are very similar. Everyone's raving about about your cabin. 
And so when people are looking at those pictures and they see those quotes and they, they read them, you know, you essentially the best people to vouch for your listing are the, are the people that have already stayed at your place, right? Yeah, I really appreciate that. That's, that's actually an excellent idea. Yeah, you can see like for, for the pictures, I tried to say more than just, hey, this is the bedroom. Um, kind of based on some of the comments I had heard from you in the past. But I think that just adds another element to the user experience to go, hey, that, that's exciting. That could be potentially us there. So, Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, your captions are great already. So these are just like little cherries on the top, you know? No, yeah, I appreciate that a lot. Awesome, dude. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. And congratulations with what you've achieved. I think you did an incredible job. I think a lot of people will be very, very inspired by what you've done. And I wouldn't be surprised if some people will uh, reach out to you for some advice as well. So thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, and I appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me on. Uh, It was great talking to you the the past couple of times we talked. Um, Hopefully we'll talk in the future and I hope this can help uh, quite a few people out. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Thanks, Joshua. And thanks to the listeners, of course. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. And of course, uh, next week, there's going to be another one. So hope to see you then. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad.